family, you're tuning in to the Jimmy Bonds podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Pardon any technical difficulties as we are recording live on the Zoom platform. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy. Lights, camera, action. Some people thought I quit and I ain't giving satisfaction. From a different era, writing rhymes up on napkins. What you had to say was more important, man, than trapping. Yeah, I'm talking back and speaking the contemporary. Gotta spit the- What's good, family, and welcome to another episode of Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. This episode is sponsored by Major Flavor Catering. I'm your host, Jimmy Bonds, along with my co-host, Ty T.Y. What's good, Ty? How you feeling? All good in the neighborhood, JB. Live from the 215. Live from the 215 with the TV background, all that. Look at the top yeah, live and on TV. Yeah. Turn on the TV, <laughs> homie. Turn on the TV. <laughs> you know, and I, you know, I can't forget my other co host, lovely Miss Miss Lucy. I was gonna say T, but Miss Lucy is here with us, rocking out. Loose, loose. What's up with you, mama? How you doing? Nothing, you know, like I told you, same. <laughs> Different day. <laughs> but we're gonna we gonna do it for tonight though. Listen, and we gonna do it for tonight as we all do, we all do. You know, I can't forget my other co-host, lovely Miss T with the T. She's not here with us today. She always here with us in spirit. Moving right along, friend. Remember, you can call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com also fan remember you can follow us on instagram at jimmy bonds podcast on twitter at podcast bonds make sure you join the jimmy bond podcast facebook group let's join the facebook group continue to open dialogue moving right along family tonight 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 we have a topic discussion that i always find fun and i love to challenge the norms as we always do so tonight's topic discussion is can black people be racist hmm. Hmm. can black people be racist I mean, that's the that is the I guess the thesis of the of the discussion. But I think more along the lines of there is a notion that black people can't be racist. There's a notion that because we are, quote unquote, not in the the power dynamic that we can't be racist. And I often beg to differ. And, you know, tonight's discussion, we're going to cover a couple of different things. But I thought it would be fun to kick off to kind of get everybody's idea of what they think racism really is like what is racism first of all i mean i think if you're gonna ask the black people can be racist what is racism so ty what do you think racism is racism and that that comes down to a, a individual perspective too but i mean racism i feel as though it's an individual or a group corporation company that controls the mean means of production and if you can control the means of production you can dictate to others your authority. True. I mean, you can not like somebody. That doesn't make you a racist because you don't like somebody. You just don't like them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you have to be able to control the means of production to become a racist. You have the ability to be one. You you do. You and do. You man. can choose to be one if you want to or not. And and I think that's yeah. I, I mean, I think everything you said was on point because I think the power dynamic is what people forget when it comes to racism. I think yeah. they think racism is more based on just the color of your skin nah. than it is the people that are in positions of power and the system that 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 has been created for us to exist in. That is what creates the racism, not the not the person itself, not 
you're racist, I'm a racist, whatever. It's that's not what it is. It's more about the power dynamic of it all. So Lucy, what do you think? What is what is racism to you? I agree with Ty. Like honestly, people look at it like how you were saying, like, oh, it has to do with your skin or what you look like. It could be, you know, discriminatory, um, prejudice, like that's what racism looks like to me. And I feel like when it comes to black people, if it's like they're not necessarily um if it's not, if it's looking, if you're saying that I can't get ahead because of what I look like, oh, you're a racist. But no, it's deeper than that. It goes much deeper than that. I think people, <laughs> they do that all the time. You know, I can't get ahead because I'm black. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Are you qualified? Yeah, that's, I think <laughs> that's what it that. is. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's, and let me just get this pre-notion too. This is not a podcast that's about, you know, bashing black people or is it a podcast to say that, you know, we're, we're celebrating white white privilege. Like, no, that's not what this is. This is about challenging a thought pattern that is often exists within our community as well as outside our community. So whether you're white, black, or even Asian or Hispanic, and you listen to this podcast, this is really about our understanding of what racism, what racism is and why it exists kind of like in our structure. Um, the definition based on Oxford, Oxford dictionary, dictionary is that racism is prejudice or discrimination or antagonism directed against a person or people on the basis of their membership of a, in a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is a minority or marginalized. Now, that's Oxford def definition. And I mean, I think all of that is racism, but I think what, what key words that jumped out in that definition were minority and marginalized. So why why that jumped out was because in a lot of aspects, we as black people think that because we are in a minority, I guess, demographic of the country, we we can't, there's no way in the world we can be racist. There's no way we can be racist. No way at all. And I think that that doesn't make any sense. You know, like I think all in all, I think individually, like Ty said, I think individually it's about can that person no matter what their color their skin is, can that person be racist, right? More than on, on a collective basis, can the whole black community or the Hispanic community, can they be racist? And it's more, it's more geared towards each individual person, as Ty said before. It's about who you are, your experiences, and your thought patterns to say, you know, I'm a racist or I'm not a racist. Now, when I was talking to Lucy about this, <laughs> uh, like last week or something like that, she mentioned like so many different aspects of black people being racist. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they, they, they try to shun away from it. You know, um, I find it in examples of interracial relationships. You know, I find it in examples of, you know, when you get into these black collectors, people being like, Oh, you got good hair. Was your mom white? You know what I mean? Or, or remember when we were younger, it'd be like, but you got Indian in you. Oh, you got anything in your family? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's racist in itself, right? Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. that's 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 racial discrimination against Indians. Like, so just because they're Indian doesn't mean they're going to have a particular type of hair, but that's what the notions are. I mean, there's so many, it's not even stereotypes. It's just so many things people have been told about a particular group of people, and that's what sticks with them, even, if even though they don't know anybody that's, that, 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 that is in that group of, you know, the group of people. Um, I think it, it has to do with with identity i think it has to also do with people being like you know you have these super pro pro black people who are kind of activists or or 
socialists in the sense, not socialism, but but really they they're in the community or in the in the aspect of the community that think that you know the more we we boost up black culture, the less racist we are. You know, and and mm-hmm. and in this country, the more you boost up black people, the more they're gonna look at you as a racist. You know, instead of looking mm-hmm. at it being anti-racist or you know not one group of people, a lot of times we feel like if you're not doing quote unquote black things, then you're not black, even if you are black. And that's a, that's a form of racism. So if you are, if you're the type of person that's like, you know, I like to hang out with my white friends and you have a group of black people that's like, why are you always hanging out with these white people? That's racist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's racist. Instead of being like, who are your friends? You know, if your friend's name, name Richard, you know, Kyle or something like that, you know, instead of Daquan and and Tyrone, you know, like then that 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 in essential, like if, if that's what it is, then you're not necessarily, you know, expanding your horizon. You're just sticking to one demographic. Oh, well, there's a couple of white guys named Tyrone, man. There's <laughs> <laughs> a couple of white guys, but there's a couple of them. I was like, I was talking to Ty early. Ty, Ty was like, man, I can't eat white white bread no more. I can't eat this white bread. I was like, oh, there we go, Ty. See, you're being racist. <laughs> But that you know that those are the things that we you know we talk about. So let me ask y'all this though, you know of of what you know through your experiences and and kind of how you going about it. Lucy, let me ask you first. What exactly? I mean, what are some of the things you hear from us in a community that you would kind of signify as being racist? I would say for me, pers- uh, personal uh, would be interracial interracial dating. Yeah. Like, it'll be like, uh, like when I say I don't have any preference and they're like, well, you will date somebody white. And I'm like, is that a bad thing? Like, I'm confused. It'll be those type of comments. Like, what do you have in common with a white person? What do you mean what I have in common with a person? Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, I don't see mother freaking color. I hate when people say that. Oh, that's, but that, that's the biggest racist statement there is. Yeah, <laughs> I know that you're white. Well, Italian, his, you know, Italian, Hispanic, Asian. I know that you're a different race than I am. Obviously, I can literally see you. Yeah. But I just don't like those type of comments because it's like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. I have to just date within my race. Like, I don't understand that. So that would be my biggest. Uh, and then when you point out the hair situation, like I was seeing something where, um, um, the the curly hair. Like, how do you get? Like, how did how how come your hair is like four C and four C is like coarse, a little bit more coily hair yeah. and then some people who have a little bit more finer curls that's a little bit more uh springy yeah. it's like oh your mama must be this and it's like no her mama black is black like black is what you want to quote unquote call it yeah. she just happens to have hair that's a little bit more finer than yours yeah so that would be the more common things that you hear a lot and and, and i agree i mean you hear that all the time and and, and i think sometimes not even a separated in gender but i think i think in all in, in different aspects women and men see different types of racism on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Like, so black women going to see something different based on their hair, their physique, what their body looks like. You know what I mean? That, that kind of racism there that we might see racism based on it, it, it with us. It might be based on our hair too, but it might be based on like how we talk, you know, our perspectives, where we grew up. Like there, there's so many different aspects as, as to those things that jump out. Like, oh, that's racist. I don't know why they, people even think like that. Ty, what do you think, man? What, what were some of the things that you've experienced about, 
you know, the the racism that 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 can we be? You know, can we be racist? I think we can only be racist to ourselves, and we show that on a daily basis. Mm. Again, I don't think we can be racist to another group of people because going back to what I previously stated, we don't control the means of production. So we can't deny nobody anything. But we deny ourselves a lot of things by being hateful towards each other. So do you do you that think do you think I, it's like I was saying that like if we're so the question is can black people be racist? Yeah, I would say yes, but only towards other black people. That That's is very way. interesting, Ty. Because I, I, we can't stop Chinese people, the Polish, the French, the Germans, the Dutch. We can't stop no other race or group on this earth from doing whatever they want to do. We can't stop them from doing anything. We can say how much we don't like them. We can make fun of them. But we can't stop them from living their lives and doing what they want to do. Yeah. Because, again, we don't control the means of production. Yeah. But when it comes to ourselves, we hate each other. We're killing each other. We're, we're downing each other. We're pulling each other back. We only do this to each other. We don't do this to no other group of people. Yeah. You know, so can black people be racist? Yes, to ourselves. I see it that way. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But that's just how I see it based on my experiences out here in the streets. So yeah, and, in the jobs that I go to and yeah. the different places that I travel and see, I, I see it happening towards each other, ourselves. And not towards other people. Just because it's you don't like somebody doesn't make you a racist. Yeah. You know, you just don't like them. You yeah. know? It's true. Lucy, what were you going to say? Real quick, no, though. So, oh, oh, go yeah. Real quick. Real quick. Ahead, ahead, when time. I was working at QVC, they had this racist chef, man, Italian boy, this straight racist. I knew it. He knew it. He had the white chef hat. Everybody else wore like these little black koofy hats. So that showed his superiority and his authority in the kitchen. That I'm yeah. the chef. I got this big, tall, white top hat. Yeah. That's why I like being called a chef in the first place, you know, just working with that type of, type of people. Yeah. So it was a big problem in the kitchen because everybody would come to me when there was a problem or issue and not go to his handpicked sous chef, which happened to be a white guy, but that was his handpicked sous chef. Yeah. And I had twice as much experience. I knew the kitchen left and right. I could do everything times 10 that he couldn't do, but he was the sous chef. So everybody would still come to me. He didn't like it. He calls a meeting to the kitchen. Everybody's standing there. And he's like, yeah, is there any problems or issues? I want everybody to go to Mike. Nobody else. Mike runs this kitchen. And everybody's sitting there like, why is he talking about this, right? And I said to my partner, I was next to him, I'm like, yeah, they had me in the office earlier talking about I'm running the kitchen. They don't like it. And so then after everybody left, he stands there and talks to Mike. And I'm standing there too. like, yeah, you run the kitchen. Don't let the prisoners run the... Um, don't let the criminals run the prison is what he said. Yeah. He said, you can't let the prisoners run. The, you can't let the criminals run the prison. I mean, but that that's a form. That's racism. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you're talking about me then. Yeah. That's you basically I'm saying I'm running the kitchen. I'm not trying to run a kitchen. Everybody just comes to me because I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. But he I mean, didn't like it. You know? Yeah. I mean, but they, uh, uh, you know that that is that's systematic racism right there. That that's right. kind of that's the way the system is set is set up for the hierarchy to be based on the color of your skin. That's the way that that thing is set up. You know, that's in that's in jobs and everything. That's like that's the slavery plantation ways. Like, don't let the criminals run the kitchen, right? No, obviously, don't let the slaves right. run the plantation. Okay, obviously that that's what it is, right? But I I think I think and I think because but Jimmy, he also denied me the opportunity 
to get the training to be a sous chef for that company. He wouldn't let me do it. So I said, I said to him, listen, why don't you just let me train to you know, do the sous chef job so that when another job position becomes available within your company at another location, I can apply to it and get it. He denied me on that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I had the experience. I was qualified to do the work, yeah. but he didn't want me to go through their training program so that I can be accepted to get a job as a sous chef. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, but based on your experience, you're pretty much saying like, even, even from what you said before, that is, that is a, that is a everyday occurrence for us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That is something that we deal with on a daily basis as far as discrimination based on our race and the opportunity, the denial of opportunity to move forward because of the fact of we are who we are. You know what I'm saying? Right. Luce, yeah. what were you going to say? Luce, I didn't mean to cut you off earlier. No, no, no. You ain't coming off. You kind of said what I was saying. Like, it was like the different forms of the race. Like, the systematic was basically exactly what you were saying. Like, I feel like there's the different forms of the racism that we don't also identify as well. But, like, with Todd's example, um, I was basically, you already said it for me, Jimmy, was basically the, really the systematic racism that you people be experiencing without even knowing. And, and, I think what you said is key. Like, there's so many blind spots with it that, and it's blind spots on both sides. It's blind spots, blind spots with people that are in majority, and I don't mean people that are in power. I mean just the majority of people in America, and then the minorities down in America. So we have blind spots. So we think that we can't be racist because we're not in a position of power. However, I think when you make those kind of statements, you're actually shortcoming us as people. And you're giving more power to white people, as you know what I'm saying. Like you are, you're pretty much saying that you are now breaking down. You're now saying, "I give up my authority to be to be great." You know what I'm saying? I give that up because I can't. I can't be great because of these things that are holding me back. And that's true. These the systematic system of racism has already been established. Like we know what that is. But on the flip side of it. Ty, did that make you your experience? Did that make you feel like you hate all white people? No, I don't hate them. I understand their whole philosophy and why they do what they do. I don't have a problem with it because me and that chef at the time, we were, I knew his position, he knew mine, and we just dealt with each other based on that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I, not, he, he wasn't trying to hide it from me, and I didn't hide my feelings from him either. And and I mean, as as you say that, I mean, now you know, twenty twenty two, like you can be open and discuss how you feel as a black person, even if there are repercussions. You can care less sometimes. Like I don't, I don't care. Look, I'm gonna see how I feel. But I mean, I'm looking at it from an objective point of view. That didn't make you hate all white people. Lucy might have had some experiences as well with her job or some some school experience where one white person was discriminatory or racist towards her. But Lucy, did that make you hate all white people? No, I just hate that particular person. Right, <laughs> and, and and I think I think when we talk about this, and this is we you know, we're gonna take a quick break. I think when we talk about this, the biggest thing is when you had those kind of when you when you look at it from an objective point of view, we are all racist in some way, shape, or form. Anybody try to tell you they're not racist, they're lying. You know, we've all had, I guess, prejudices or prejudged notions that make us you know, feel, feel a certain kind of way about a certain demographic of people, like period, like no matter what it is, like from, from the Indians, they all work at 7-Eleven. That's what everybody say, right? But you talk about That this. was the biggest thing. 
Right. You know what I mean? You talk you talk about that, or you talk about the the you talk about the Latino com- community and people in the Latino community. They all in in a sense they all have a, a bunch of babies. They got a bunch of kids. Like that's one of those things, right? Or you talk about and even in the African culture, it's you know they come over here and you know they they take the education and they do this and they do that. It's it's all prejudices against what it is and a lot of times that develops a philosophy for us and i can't base it on the media alone but i can base it on just how we really i guess digest information from what we see if you see if you see a white person in a position of power all the time what you gonna think you know what i'm saying if you see a person that is not that doesn't look like you always having opportunity is going to, it's going to make you feel a certain kind of way. Like no matter what anybody says, you know what I mean? Even from the Asians in our own community, we might not feel like we're racist towards them, but in a lot of ways we are from. Yeah. I want to say from businesses. Cause when you go through like quote unquote hood neighborhoods, you'll see like they're predominantly taking over like the beauty supply stores. They'll have their type of restaurants around there. And subconsciously, we don't realize like, oh, you'll say some remarks like, oh, they taking our money. I don't want to use those terms, but you'll hear people, especially when you see the bodegas, you'll, well, we don't call them bodegas, we call them poppy store. Yeah. It's always, it's never really us yeah. <laughs> in those spaces. It's yeah. really other groups. And we say stuff and we use terms that we're not supposed to use because they're in our spaces. And that to me is a form of discrimination and it's a form of racism to me. Yeah, see, that goes back to when I was talking earlier about um, we don't control the means of production. When she talked about the beauty salon, the beauty stores. Yeah. Chinese people, they control that. Yeah. They control all of it. If you want hair products, you have to go through them to get it. At some point in time, they were raising the prices on the black beauty products. If it was a black owned company that had hair care products, yeah, it was raising the prices on those products, yeah, I, and making their products that. affordable. Yeah, they control the means of production so they could be racist towards us by raising the prices because I mean, they control it. They because they control it, and that's how they're able to go into a community and take over a community or stores without causing any bloodshed with anybody. Yeah, they just they're able to go into these communities and open up shop. They have their own line of distribution to bring their own products in and they sell it to us. Okay. So, so they and- basically have, we've been diminished to nothing but consumers that rely on whatever we consume, we have to get other people. I mean, and I, I agree. I, yeah. I agree with you completely, wholeheartedly. So let me ask you this though, Ty. And yeah. you know, I'm actually, even um, the one thing that I want to know is, from those experiences, from those frustrations of those people moving in our communities and taking those opportunities that 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 we would like to have as well, do you think there's a form of racism that develops for from our point of view towards these group of people as a collective? Do you think that there are people who you think that we that we develop these ideals or these prejudices against these people because of the fact that they've taken these positions of power? Hot salami and baking, my brother. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I mean, but yeah. I mean, you're right because you start looking at it like, well, how come we can't get this corner store? Or how, yeah. Like like Lucy was saying, like yep. you just see their stores, but you don't see us in those positions. Yeah. You think before the 70s, we had a lot of mom and pop stores. Yeah. We had pharmacies. 
you know, we had these businesses. Yeah. But we slowly started selling off to big corporations and companies. And mom and pop was starting to pass away or they would leave their businesses to the children. And the children wasn't, you know, continuing the tradition of running that business. Right. Right. And so other groups just started coming in and just taking. Yeah. It was yeah. there for the taking. They just came in and took it. I mean, yeah. and, and that's that. I think that's what I'm getting to. Like, are, are, we, are we racist because we don't have the opportunity? Or, we have uh, it. Uh, and, and that's my point. Are, are, if, if, if that's I think we we buckle down and, and give not excuses, but we just make these things, these ideals in our mind. Like, yeah, well, because they have this, you know, I don't like them because they have they have this opportunity and we don't. And that's I think I, that's what I'm trying to get to is is the racism based on your 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 natural way of looking at people is the racism based on your frustrations, because if the racism is based on your frustrations, then you're 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 not angry at the people that, that have those positions. You're angry at the, at the system that has created those opportunities for them. And that's and that's what I'm saying more than anything else, because even with the Asians in our community, Hispanics in our community, we still have got to relate to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? We still got to see them every day. We still got to talk to them. A lot of times you even find that people within those communities develop crazy relationships. They know they know each other's family. You know what I mean? They become close. They know they've known each other. Their kids know each other. I mean, there's times down the line where you might have a race, uh, not a race. You might have a, a, a Asian business in your in your community, but you you can. They, but, you know, the family who owns that business. Yeah. So in, in a sense, because you had that relationship, the racism itself is not there. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's really what I, that's really what I'm trying to find out. Are we racist towards the people? Are we racist towards the system? And it's a frustration, is it, what you said. Yeah, I mean that's 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 why you that's why I wanted to do this show because I wanted to kind of question where it's coming from. You know what I mean? Not necessarily being like, yeah, well, you know, we ain't racist because we we're in the minority. It's like, yeah, all right, I get it, but at the same time. That's not. There's still not a reason to be racist, you know. Because what I mean? other races are still are in categories of the minority. Yes, and they're still persevering. And, like and, they're still in our neighborhoods doing what they need to do. And how you said, like, oh, um, are we not creating those opportunities? To me, you try to say, oh, it's not trying to say an excuse. It is an excuse. Like I can't say I can't do something because I'm this person. I'm African. I'm yes. black and white. You yes. can't say that. It, can't. it differentiates you from others. Like everybody has the same goal in mind to be successful. Yeah. It's the difference is, do you, are you going to work for that success? You determine what separates you between the two. Yeah. And, and Lucy, that's, that's what I was trying to get to. Cause I think we, we Bye. just, no, you good. No, I'm, I'm glad you said it because that's what we do. We just automatically be like, well, you know, it's against us. Everything is against us. It's against us because I'm black and you have already set up the barriers and the brick walls for yourself by having that kind of thought pattern, by thinking that way, having that philosophy. If you feel like you can't get ahead or you can't do something because of the color of your skin, you got to open your mind up a little bit more. Can I or try a different something? path. Oh, try a different path. Yes. What do you yeah. want to say, Lucy? <laughs> Because it kind of now thinks, makes me think of like black owned businesses and having those conversations about like, yep. oh, I have my own business. No one supports it. And I always say like, I make a conscious effort in my mind. Um, I'm a person who purchased 
Kim's and that's a Kim Kardashian line. And a lot of people get on me about, oh, you're purchasing this as a black owned this. I'm always like, send it to me and I'll purchase it. Yeah. But when I purchase it and it's not good quality, don't expect me to come back and purchase again. Like, I don't mind spending extra money for quality. I don't care about the quantity of it. I care about the quality because I'm going to wash it and I'm going to wear it over and over again. So my thing is, it's like, it it, 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 it kind of gets me like in a place where I'm like, I want to support. And I'm not saying us Black people because I'm not going to sign other groups. They sell some BS too. Yeah. And I don't buy it. But yeah. I feel like when it comes to Black businesses, it's like, oh, but you'll buy it over there, but you're not buying it here. Yeah. No, if, if that other race is not show, showing me quality, I'm not buying it from them either. Yeah. It's just, I feel like when it comes to us, it's like, oh, it's black, it's black owned, so you got to support. No, I'm sorry. I hate to sound like that, but I'm supporting. No, no, you're on point with that one. And what is BS. And yeah. I feel like a lot of our businesses, I feel like we should promote, but I'm never promoting something that's that's not up to par because I feel like that's a reflection of me because Lucy recommended and is Lucy recommended some BS? Nope. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Ty, remember yeah. supporting black people? We, talk about, we, talk about about we talked about that, yeah. We, we talk about that. That that's, that's always a highlight for us. Like, you cannot yeah. you cannot put yourself out there with, with, with bullshit quality and expect Thank people you, to support that's you. That's what I wanted to say. I'm <laughs> telling you. I'm saying that's exactly what it is. You can't put out bullshit quality and get mad yeah. when people don't support you because it's bullshit quality. Like period. Like point point blank, yeah. nothing else said. Like don't get don't get upset. You know what I'm saying? Like, hold on. We're gonna we gonna take a break because this I, I I'm we're gonna dive into this a little bit more on, on the other segment. Not necessarily talking about just the black business in itself because Lucy brought up a very good you know, instance of of this type of of this type of thing, but I want to dive into on the next time I want to dive into talking about us and in, in our community. I think we we start on the outside. Now let's go on the inside and talk about what we do within our own communities that that make us quote unquote racist. Even though they say we're not racist, right? Anyway, family, listen, we're gonna take a quick break. Maybe you call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, it's eight four four. 844-1244. You can also email us at Jimmy Bonds Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's Jimmy Bonds Podcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S Podcast at gmail.com. You'll listen to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast at Philadelphia Radio, the indie station for the indie nation. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Michael from Upper Darby. Listen to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Welcome back to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We thank you for listening. Remember, family, you can call us at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And welcome back to Jimmy Bond's podcast, Philadelphia Radio. Remember, family, you can call us with your comments and questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And again, family, we are having a topic discussion of the thesis, Can Black People Be Racist? And before we went to break, Lucy was talking about <laughs> Black businesses. <laughs> And the quality, excuse me, the quality that that often we succumb to that we, you know, we we are very much like, yeah, well, you know, you support your own, support black business, support black business, support black business. But if the, if the supporting the black business mean I have to purchase 
bullshit, I'm not purchasing it. <laughs> Whether you black or you white or you Asian or Hispanic or Indian, if it's crap, I'm not buying it. And don't use being black as the reason as to why I need to support your business. Okay? That's just that's period. And that's what Lucy was saying because you know, and this this kind of gears into our, our this second segment because on the second segment I wanted to really talk about how not not just what races within our community, but how we kind of how it 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 holds us back to think the way that we do on certain things. You know what I mean? It doesn't allow us to think outside the box. A lot of times we think inside the box because that's what we're told. You have to think this way. Oh, I give you I give you an example. A lot of times you see these black these black activists that are out there and everything is everything about them is black. Everything from the food they eat to the people they hang out with to where they go to what they watch to just their, just everything about them. And there's nothing wrong with that. But in a sense, you are really minimizing how much other things that are out there for you. You know what I mean? I made it. I made a comment back on our supporting black business podcast. I was like, you know, from this moment forward, I'm only supporting black businesses. <laughs> I pause on that because I, I need y'all to understand like that. I have to retract that statement because that is a form of me being very isolated. You know what I'm saying? And I think I think we can't isolate ourselves from what else is out there for us to see. We are human. We are man or woman. In some cases, they you know use different pronouns: he, she, they, them. We are we are people and humans first before we identify as a particular race of people. We are people first, and I think as as black people in, the, in our community, we don't we don't think like that. We think we black first. We're black people first, and that really that notion itself. I mean, you you don't know how you were separating yourself from the rest of the world. Black people only. It's not and it, listen, it's nothing wrong with being pro-black. The, please, please don't take that the wrong way. Don't be uh, you know, Jimmy talked about not being pro-black. I'm like, no, I mean support your culture, love your people, but don't minimize or don't don't batter people who who don't think like that. You know what I'm saying? Don't be like, well, why do well, how come you talk white? Well, what the hell is talking white mean anyway? All right. What the hell is talking black mean? So if you were spamming, yeah, you know I mean, gay. You know what I mean? Like, what, so, I'm just trying to stay out the way. Yeah, you know I mean, that's. Man. <laughs> I mean, but that's what that's what I'm saying though, Ty. Like, what do you? What do you? When you do that, you separating yourself in so many ways. Like, okay, you know, you, you meet a white person, or rather, you meet a black person that that speaks a particular way. What do you automatically say to them, or what do you automatically label them as? Or Oreo, man, Oreo. You know, they're 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 a black person with white white inside. I mean, that's that's kind of crazy. I got a friend who batters me all the time when I talk about dating. She's like, Yeah, you dated that white girl, right? I mean, she tells me this all the time. I mean, on a regular basis, like, like, yo, like, why is that even important? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I and I, I'm saying that to I'm saying that more in essence because in our community, that is exactly how we think. We are if you are not pro-black or you if you are not supporting everything that's black. Something wrong with you. But black people always say they pro black and it's pro pro this and support this, and they don't even be doing it. So it's just always, it's just always some 
bullshit. It's always because I just I just don't understand. Like I'm not going to sit up here and say I support. I'm not going to sit up and say I'm not going to lie. I have my own racist tendencies. I'm sitting trying to be like politically correct. Forget that. When I walk around and I see a, a flag at somebody's door, the first thing in my mind I think is a racist. Like I. I'm not gonna sit here and lie. Like I, I have my own tendencies that I need to work on. So for me, when I think of other even <laughs> groups like Indian Asians, you you y'all, we all know there's different prejudged notions of what that group is. So yeah. it's just so like crazy to me that sometimes people like, even on my poll, Jimmy, when I said and it was like people were debating with me, like how can Ooh. we be racist? Like we're not the majority. I'm like, <laughs> that means you really don't know what racism is. If you feel as though that the majority is the reason why you can't be a racist and because of what happened 400 years ago. And like, I feel like the slavery, the slavery mentality and yeah. what says, well, we were, we were the, we were captives, so we can't be considered racist. It's un and I'm just like, wow. Like, do you know, when we did that whole interview when y'all did it with me about, you know, um, first generations yeah uh, second generations yeah and i'm like i said this to you guys all the time you know how many times you guys call me african booty scratcher but burner boy he's talking about evo and shabo y'all can't get enough of it yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> exactly you can't get enough of it now yep. but when i was growing up it was none of that you guys made me feel like i was shit yeah. like now i'm supposed to be like oh you guys aren't racist. Yes, you were very discriminatory towards me. And I'm not going to lie. Me being an African woman, I was discriminatory towards Black people too. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and deny that. So when people say they're not a racist, you're a liar. Yeah. And and, and, and and Lucy, I mean, just from even a post, I, I would love to know what they were saying. I, I, that's kind of debate. It, I was love to crazy. Get it was crazy to me. It was uh, one comment said, so you just like white men. You always talk about white men. Or um, you're just saying that because you're you're you have foreign appearance. It was all crazy, not necessarily crazy. It was expected, but it was really crazy when it came from people that you're close to. Yeah. Like a lot of people that I know personally, yeah. they make a lot of comments that I should say. You know what? No, and I normally do, but you know when you keep hearing people say the same thing over and over, at a certain point you just check out. Like you don't even. You just be like, okay, I just know my friend is a racist. Yeah. She's not going to admit it, but she. Yeah. So and 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 that and I think that's the hardest thing for people. It's a mm -hmm. it's hard for black people to say that they racist. It's hard. They'll be like, no, I'm not. I'm not racist at all. You cannot call me racist. I don't know why you saying. And then they start making excuses as to why they're not racist or why you shouldn't you shouldn't think about things the way that you do. You know, mm -hmm. I, I read this article in the Atlantic before it became on and. Pretty much the girl was like, they wrote the article was like, you know, we carry around baggage from slavery. We carry around baggage from from ancestors two centuries ago. We carried around on top of what we go through on a daily basis. Well, our own personal experiences are we carry that around. And if you are not carrying it, if you're not holding that boat on your shoulder, you're not black enough. You're not. <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. Hold on. So you mean to tell me I have to. I have to carry all, all the baggage of my ancestors and my own personal baggage in order to be black. Is that what you're telling me? Like, yeah, pretty much. That's what they're saying. And that's why even when you talked about the comments you were getting, I mean, people honestly think that black people can't be racist. And it's like, 
like, dude, you way off. Like, we are all racist in some way, shape, or form. I can admit that I've been racist in certain aspects. I shouldn't have been, but I, I was. You know what I mean? And I think it, if if having if having different people in your life or preferring to do something different other than what what the quote unquote normal black person would do, that's racist in itself. You're being racist to your own people. You know what I'm saying? And and I mean, Todd, what do you, what do you think about what Lucy was saying as far as those comments? Like like that's that's the stuff I love because I, I love hearing people's people's opinions and debating them because I just think they're wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. She made the point when she was talking about how they were making comments against her. That to me, that falls under the lines of social engineering. Through social engineering, you can create races or put that image out there of a group of people. And then other people, you know, they they base things off of that particular social engineering platform against you or against a particular group of people. Yeah. You know, they were making a comments that was negative towards her at first, but then later on, those comments were, okay, they're kind of cool because somebody put it in a different perspective and made it seem like it was cool, you know, but yeah. initially it was disrespectful, it was discriminatory, and it wasn't looked that way, but yeah. it was, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And again, for me, like, I got to put the disclaimer out there, first of all and foremost, should have done it in the beginning, but I don't like the term black. And I don't Amen. like the term African-American. Yep. I always tell Jimmy this. Yep. Even minority, like these are labels that are given to us. Yeah. If you go back and read our history, we didn't write it. Somebody else wrote it for us. We didn't call ourselves black. We didn't call ourselves African-Americans. These are racist terms that are applied to us. And then they turn it around and use it against us. And a lot of times where, like Lucy was saying, we're like promoting it and we're like cheerleading it. Black on this, black on that. But black has no meaning in the law whatsoever. There's no land called black. There's no culture called black. If you want to say soul food is black food, go ahead. But I'll be seeing other different cultures eat soul food too, you know? They probably can't cook it like we cook it, but they eat it too. Yeah. But there is no, there's no nothing on earth that's relatable to black. But yeah. we use that to describe ourselves and we conduct our lives off of the word black. African-American was not existent until the 80s. Before that, that term was not used. No, it wasn't. Jesse Jackson made it popular when he started running for president. And he said, from this point on, we're going to be called African-Americans. And from that point on, that's what it was called. When the Spanish first came over here, they called us Indians. So, Lucy, when you say that comment like, we got some Indian in our family, in our blood, that's because originally that's what they called us when they first came over here. You have the East Indies from the East Indian Company, which is like the uh, over there, like China, the Philippines, those islands over there. Yeah. That's called yeah. the East Indies. When they came over here, they was like, oh, shit, we see the same type of people. So they called it the West Indies because yep. they saw the same type of people yep. that was over in the East Indies. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And they just yeah. keep applying labels to us to take things from us. I mean, African-American, Negro, color, Indian, mulatto. Those are all the labels that they've given us over the years. And what those labels do is separate us internally. Yes. That's what those labels do, because 
like what would you say, mulatto? Yeah. You know, I don't want to. I, I didn't want to touch on Oreo. Right. I mean, he's Oreo, all labels that displaced. That I mean, but I I didn't want to touch on the I did want to touch on the colorism aspect because that is what makes us super racist w- within yeah. our own demographic of people. And if you're not to, you know, Ty, I really always appreciate you saying that because we. <laughs> We identify with these terms. Yeah, we do. But they're not necessarily our, our identity. You know what I'm saying? And I think that it, it's a very, it's an odd way how we have been programmed to think that, you know, even on a piece of paper, that's what we are. We're black, right? But like you said, in laws, and when you go to court, they don't be like, black man, you know, uh, Tyrone Washington. He committed a crime. They don't be like, oh, that that he's a black man. They just say his name, right? They they don't say he's black. He just say his name. So, I mean, the, I, how we identify, I think a lot of times is the issues that we have within our community. We don't we don't know how to really separate ourselves in terms of of just being who we are instead of being like I'm a black person or I'm an African American. I know I, those terms are terms. They're not they're not who you are though. And we use them because. That's what we've been taught. I used to use it too. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Yeah. I used to use them too. Yeah. But, you know, as the years went on, I'm starting to do more research. And I'm like, wait a minute, is there labels? You know? And the yep. crazy yep. thing is, even if we call ourselves Black, we come from so many different stocks of quote unquote Black people that you can't say that there's one type of Black person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We talked about this before, Jimmy, when starting families. Every time you meet with another person and start a family, that's a whole nother tribe. Yeah. It's no longer the same tribe no more or yeah. the same clan. It's different. You know, clan B done intermingled with clan C and started a whole different clan. It's true. Or tribe. You know, and so. It, I, yeah. And I, I was going to ask you this then. So in, in saying tribes and, di- and different clans, have you ever found that we segregate ourselves on purpose? Because we don't want to, we don't want to associate with other nationalities and be viewed differently. So if I'm, I'm saying what I'm, what I'm trying to get to is, mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of black and white people, or even black and other nations. Now I have to identify this so people, so the listener can understand. People of color, shall I say, Ty? Right? You don't see a lot <laughs> of people of color in a whole bunch of white environments, right? And vice versa, you don't see a lot of white people. And black and and people of color environments, and the separation is that's that's one of the biggest things. But I think that is what makes us, I guess, develop the views to be racist as 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 I would think. I'm I'm just trying to put it together in my mind. Like that's what I'm thinking. Like if we're not we're not connecting or talking or communicating, of course we're gonna develop racist ideas about a, a, another group of people. Right. You know what I'm saying? If we're not if, if if I'm not sitting down having people over my house that are not of the same color as me or he was me, then I'm I'm going to develop some ideas that are just they don't work for everybody else. You know what I'm saying? It just work for my group of people. That's what that's what they work for. And I think that's what we've done in the sense we have we have made it so that we sit in this particular realm and these are our complaints. These are our problems. These are our issues. Even if this other group of people have the same issues and the same complaints and the same frustrations we make them even more powerful by not, I guess, associating with each other to make it easier. You know what I mean? And I think, I think end of the day, that's what I was trying to find out. Do we, 
is it is it that we just feel like do we just feel like we can't do that? That's that's like against the law. You know, I, I feel like that's like black law. We that's yeah. something we can't do. Like we we can't associate with other nationalities because that's against our, our culture. So, so let me put this question out there then. We 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 yell, we preach, we pump our fists, black on black power, right? How would we feel if white people said yep. this is a white owned business? Yep. Lucy said the same thing. So we, when I had that conversation, that's exactly what I what I was trying to say. So Chinese owned business. Yep. That's salami and bacon business, my brother. Like, <laughs> are we going to call them racist? Yes, we are. I think that's where we become racist towards our own selves by saying black owned. Yep. So you're yep. saying nobody else is allowed. Yep. Or you're not going to accept nothing from nobody else because this is black owned. Yep. When there was rioting, you start people start writing black owned businesses on their business. Like, what's that supposed to mean? Don't mess up minds because it's black owned. No, we fair game. You see what I'm saying? That black owned don't mean nothing. Fair game. It's a riot going on. Right. Your, your business. That even goes back to the 70s in Philly when they had the Columbia uh, Avenue riots in North Philly. Yeah. You know, it's called Columbia Avenue now. But they had the riots back then. Cecil B. Moore Street. Yeah. Black owned businesses. Yeah. That, we tore those stores up. I mean, those were our own stores and we tore them up. And and that's but that's what I'm saying though. Like as much as damn Ty, you took it, you took it from me. Like Lucy, what do you think about what Ty was saying? So Lucy, what do you think about what Ty was saying? Yo, Ty took it out like literally the example I had in my head. I remember when we were talking on the phone like last week and um, we were talking. I was like, um, man, what were we talk? We were just discussing this topic. And I remember I said I had an example when I was at the workplace. I was working at a staffing company. And I remember this guy, his, he's a, a white guy. He was saying something. Like, I don't know what he was saying, but he was saying something. And one of the girls was like, shut your white ass up. And I, like to me, that startled me. Like, just like I don't care who you are, disrespect is disrespect to me. But I was t- thinking to myself, in case that man says, "Shut your black ass up," <laughs> that's when like you want to call Al Sharpton, you want to Instagram, yeah. you want to bring all type of attention and noise because a white person called you black. Like mm. to me, like it's not racist to state a fact. If no. the fact is fact, then mm. how is it racist? The color of my skin, I don't think it's black. I think it's chocolate, but I digress. <laughs> if, if you say that to me, yes, obviously I look black. So if somebody says, hey, you black girl, I feel like, oh, she racist. She said black. Why? Aren't you black? Yeah. You got a black owned business. Yeah. But somebody of another race calling you black bothers you. Like you got to pick a side. Either you want to be proud in your blackness or you want to pick and choose when you want to be proud in your blackness. Uh. So you you gotta understand because other races don't know how to deal with black people because in our in their eyes we're so sensitive about everything. And yeah. you kind of can't blame them mm-hmm. when you are getting offended about stuff that you shouldn't be offended about. You wouldn't get mad if a white person said, Oh, I'm gonna support that black woman business. You wouldn't get mad then. Nope. But you'll get mad if he said, Shut your black ass up, huh? <laughs> oh <okay. laughs> but that's what I'm ain't that the truth though? That'd be well, they'd be mad. Or like Ty said, if if you were like, you know, this is a white-owned business. Oh, he's racist. Yeah. Like, no, he's white and he owns the business. Yeah. Can I that... you, Go ahead, Luz. 
Can I ask you guys something? Like for me, I feel like no matter where you come from, your background, I feel like it's always good to create your own spaces where you're saying, hey, I'm African, I'm, I'm proud, and I just want this to be an African movement for this particular thing. But yeah. I feel like sometimes we get, when you said we carry racism on our backs, we didn't experience it. Let's just cut it out. We didn't experience racism. We didn't, we weren't hung. We weren't lynched. We weren't anything. Some of you guys, like I saw something on TikTok. They was like, who is Harry Tubman? And the black guy said, a rapper. Like some of you guys don't even know <laughs> your history on the racism and segregation, all that about black people. But you want to use that as an example to say, oh, white people are holding me to this. No, you don't even know your own history. You can't hold slavery or segregation and all that on your back when you have no knowledge or experience like our ancestors were jumping off of ships just so they don't have to go through imprisonment of slavery you don't know that type of pain of taking your own life to do that and then you want to sit here and say oh they're racist because they didn't give me a job were you qualified did you do your resume? Do you have a header? Like you gotta honestly make things make sense. And that's what really bothers me. And a lot of people on my post would say, well, you look at things differently because you dated a white person or you went to school at University of Pittsburgh. That has nothing to do with anything. Those experiences, honestly, going to those different types of schools made me broaden up my horizons to say like, you know what? I was racist as hell because I was never put in those spaces where I got to know these type of people. I was never really put in spaces where I got to know Asians, Indians, to be completely honest, until I went to University of Pittsburgh. Yep. Now, I see Asians when I go to the beauty supply store. I'm just being honest. I don't really, or when I get my nails done, and I don't want to make stereotype and say that's all they have, but that's the only time I encounter these people. So to call somebody Black, my whole some assumption of saying this to call somebody black isn't racist. A fact is a fact. Yeah, it's it true. <laughs> but he said, Shut your white yeah, ass. I'm up. sorry. It's a little weird, <laughs> but that just that just irritates me sometimes. No, but it's it's the it's the it's the truth. It is the God honest truth. Like we don't know who we are, and no, we we are, this generation is not being lynched. This generation is not jumping off ships. We are no, we don't have to go through what our grandparents went through. And the funny thing about it is this: you ever find Italian culture? They they love their culture and their history. They come from the old country, quote unquote, whatever, whatever. But their generation is not holding on to what the Italians had to go through when they came over here, right? They're not holding on to it. They don't be like, well, you know, my my, my great grandma was Italian and she went through hell to get here. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to that for the rest of my life. And this is the reason why I'm not moving ahead. Like no, like what? Like, like, no, that's not what even even Asians like Asians that came over from from back in the day and they came over, they were working on the railroads, whatever. There, there are no people who were like, yeah, well, because my people worked on the railroads and had to do X, Y, Z that I'm going to I'm holding on to it. We're the only ones to hold on to it forever, forever. Even though we, we didn't experience it individually, we still hold on to it like, yo, you know, I can't get ahead because I'm black. Like, OK, all right. Like, stop. Like. We just hold on to everything. We and hold on to the slave narratives. And and, and the, uh, they're, big, the they're slave wrong. narratives. Those slave, because those slave narratives are wrong, Todd. They're wrong. I know, but other groups of people don't have them. We're the only group that has slave narratives. Yeah, we are. Like again, you said the Chinese people who came over here, some of them were brought over here too. Yeah, they were. But they're not saying, you know, they had us in chains working on the railroads and you know. Chinese slavery day, they don't have that type of stuff. No, they don't. But we celebrate that type of stuff. 
We do. Juneteenth, all that stuff. We, we celebrate it, and then they're constantly putting out slave-type movies. Like, as a reminder, hey, remember you was a slave? We want you to you know, remember that. And here's this movie right here that we're bringing out. And I don't fault the people in power for doing it. I fault the actors that are actually taking those roles and acting it out. Like, why do you keep doing that? Why do you keep portraying yourself as a slave? Like, that's going to make us better. And, and, you know, I don't like watching those movies no more. You know, I used to watch them. I used to watch them. I just don't, I don't like watching them because even though you're trying to tell a historic story or you're trying to, you're trying to pay homage to give somebody flowers that have passed away that, that was an icon within our culture, even though right. you're trying to do that and that's the objective and the goal, like, I don't want to keep reliving slavery. Right. Okay? Not that I'm trying to, I'm trying to take it out of schools and, and not educate my kids on it. I don't want to keep reliving it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I just. I don't think that's healthy. I just don't. So let me. I'm gonna ask y'all this, right? So with the slave narratives, the government passed a, a act, as you can say, back in the seven sixties. It was back in the sixties. Uh, the U.S. government they passed the act, and what they did was they allowed certain authors or writers to write slave narratives. So before the sixties, there really wasn't too many slave narrative books out there. It wasn't until the 60s moving forward that a lot of authors started writing about these so-called people that was in slavery. Yeah. It, it caught me because when I was reading on Nat Turner, I thought he was an actual person that existed. Now, if this is racist or not, I don't know. Let me know. So in the slave story of Nat Turner, he's supposed to be this brother that was rebellious but fell in love with a Caucasian woman. He murdered all these people, and then they caught him. Now, if you read his book, his book, as they say, but it wasn't his book, his autobiography, uh, a Caucasian man wrote it in the 60s. In order for him to get it published, he went through his lawyer. The lawyer's name is the same person that supposedly interviews Nat Turner while he's in prison almost 100 years ago. You won't notice unless you read the book and look at the front cover. It says Nat, the Confessions of Nat Turner. It gives you the author's name. We researched all, man. I, I should have just had this information ready, but I didn't think I would be talking about this. But the author got his lawyer to publish the book for him. And the lawyer is the one that supposedly interviews Nat Turner. That's the slave narrative. They made that up. I have to go to Harriet Tubman because that is a really key figure in the slave narrative. Again, you got to read her story. Just read it one time. You'll be like, yo, why are they effing around with me like this, man? That's what you're going to say. Harriet Tubman, again, was supposedly born in slavery in Maryland. No education, right? Supposedly the slave master was mad at somebody else, flew an iron brick or whatever, and hit her in the head and cracked her skull. So she walked around for two or three weeks with a cracked open skull and then laid down because she felt dizzy. She turns around, she becomes a train conductor on the Underground Railroad with no experience, how to run a train whatsoever, with a cracked skull, no education, and she helped free people. You got to read the story again. These are slave narratives. Even our man Freddie, Hustler Freddie, 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 Freddie Douglas, Freddie, Freddie, that is another slave narrative. If you read their stories, they all have characters. They all were born in Maryland around that area, and they all have slave masters. They were illiterate, no education, 
but yet they became freedom fighters, excuse me, freedom fighters or activists. Yeah. And that was to give us a hope or a false hope that we can fight ourselves or work our way out of our, our struggles and predicaments yeah. like Nat Turner yeah. did, yeah. like Frederick Douglass and Harriet Tubman. It's so bad with Harriet Tubman that they put a statue down at City Hall with Harriet Tubman. Yeah. The lady never existed. It's a slave narrative. It's a story. I mean, I, you know, I, and I, I just, we actually believe it. I believed it at one point myself yeah. until I actually started reading their books that was written by the authors. Yeah. And then I said, well, who are these authors? And then you research the authors and you find out that they work for these different publishing companies, some of them for educational purposes. They write stories for educational books, but they were commissioned to write slave narratives to keep us in a position of thinking that we was in chains, we was, in, we was being whipped. When that really wasn't the case in North America, that might have been the case in like in South America, South America certain parts of Africa, <laughs> because the British and the Dutch went in heavy in Africa. They were. And that was their practice. They, they were. Over here, it was a different challenge because they, fought, they, they came up against a lot of resistance over here. Yeah. So it was a little did. different. You know? Yeah. Now, I was I was going to say, you know, you you bring of course you always bringing up points of research, doctor research time. You know, you you always got some knowledge for us, man. And I you know, I, I think I think most people don't know enough about their culture to even be pro black. Cuz we didn't write it. We didn't. But not we even but even if we didn't write it. They don't even if that this is what they're told in the narratives that they're given. Yeah. They don't they don't do enough not even research, but have enough knowledge to put two and two together to say, okay, this is the way things happen. You know what I mean? It's probably going to be people up in arms talking about what you talking about, Harry Tubman don't exist. How you going to say Harry Tubman don't exist? How you going to say Frederick Douglass? Such and such? But, but the fact of the matter is, is that if you research it and you research Frederick Douglass, you're going to learn a lot more about yeah. the narratives that were written about us. Yeah. And, and so in saying that, we moving fast forward 2022, the narratives are still being written about us. They're still being written about us. There's still there's still narratives about us, and we believe these narratives, which is why we 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 quote unquote pick up these type of attitudes towards people who don't believe in the narratives, right? Like Lucy. That's why Lucy had people contesting her about her post. Like, oh, black people, black people can't be racist. They can, and they are, just like anybody else. They can and they are, point blank, no question about it. No, no sugarcoating it. We are racist. Anybody tell you anybody tell you they're not the line. So I mean, all in all, I think if you if you wanted to come up with a solution, I would say educate yourself, right? As simple as some yeah, that, right. that sounds too simple for some people because we are so bogged down with our own, I guess, understanding about certain things. You talk about what your parents tell you, what your parents tell you, that's what you're taught, or what you might read on the internet or whatever. Like that's what that's what you know. It's not about just educating yourself. It's about challenging the notions that we are given. That's what it's about. If you if you want to talk about black can black people be racist, let's challenge that notion. Can we? Yes. Yes, we can. Lucy, what do you what do you think, Lucy? No, I, I agree. Like I feel like for me would be accepting the fact that you have to accept it in order for you can to educate yourself. You can read things and you can try to understand it, but if you don't accept something about yourself that you're never gonna change, no matter what you read and study and try to learn to accept, 
you have to accept that, yes, I have racist tendencies. I've said this. I never realized me saying that is considered as a racist. And then change the notion of like educating yourself to do better. Do I think would it ever change? Absolutely not. I don't think it would change <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, but I feel like we can work on how we approach situations a little bit better. Uh, listen. All right, so listen, right? So on being a racist, is that an action or just by saying something makes you a racist or it requires an action? Uh, Listen, I I would think it's like this. If I have an issue with this particular person, this particular particular person is of of a different race. Right. Then, and and I equate it to all white people. Here's the notion or, or the comment they might make. You know, I can't stay on my balls. You know how these white people are. That's racist. That's that's that that's the action. You're not categorizing this that one person. You're just saying, oh, all people. Yep, all people are racist. You know, or or the even even the the Karen slogan, as as I talked about before, they can be black Karens. What you talking about? They they you ain't never seen a black person or black woman in the store tripping. You ain't never seen it for real. You know, they call it white privilege, but it's plenty of us that have tripped out on situations that we shouldn't have tripped out on, and they don't get no names. You know what I'm saying? They just they just they just be who whoever it is. You know, I just never want never black woman upset. Or, you know, they always frustrated. You know what I mean? Like we just we don't we don't separate things. We put everything in one bucket. This is the bucket for white people, it's a bucket for Asians, a bucket for, for people of color. This is a bucket. You just throw it all in buckets. And if you feel like that you're not racist, putting people in buckets makes you racist already. You know, I mean, and that's just the way I see it. I'm not saying that's the way the team sees it. I'm saying that's the way I see it. You got to separate it. We're all human. We're all people. We all make mistakes. We all have our preconceived notions. We all are prejudiced. And you can say you're not, but we all are. All right. I, <laughs> I had a friend. I had a friend come over and um, I think this was the first time my daughter had ever met one of my white friends, right? And that was the first thing that she said to her mom when she told her mom that my friend that my friend came to visit. She was like, you know, oh, daddy, daddy had a friend come over, and you know she was white? And it was like, hmm. It made me think to myself, like, I've never, I was never raised like that. You know what I'm saying? But because of the things that are separated or how, how we kind of orchestrate stuff, that's kind of how it is. When my daughter goes to camp, all the kids she goes to camp with, the majority of them, I'm going to say 90% are black. Right. You know, I as a youngster, I was exposed to white people. So I got I had a different relationship with it than, than not being exposed. Right. And I find it vital that you as a person, as an individual, you have to expose yourself. Lucy said it before, you have to expose yourself to different things in order to open your mind about different cultures. Because if you don't, then you can't relate to your neighbor. And I mean your neighbor because you might live in a neighborhood, you might you might have some money living in a house, and your neighbor might be Indian on one side, your neighbor might be Hispanic on the other side. And if you don't have anything you can relate to them with, then you're just blocking yourself from really understanding how to exist in this world. Because if you exist in one vacuum, the black vacuum, you always going to feel like you up against the battlefield. Always. Always. Because you're going to be fighting against your black people. 
that are in your community as well as fighting against the people that are outside your community because that's the that's the ideas that you have kind of been raised on. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I can go on forever about this because it's not about it's not about trying to beat down black people for for having racist tendencies. That's not what it's about. It's about getting people to open their minds, open their paradigms, and think differently about how they're thinking about different things. And that's really what it's about to me. You know what I mean? Lucy, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you go ahead and say what you're gonna say. You know, we're gonna end it out. Um so Lucy, what do you feel about like the solution should be? I feel like we just need exactly what we just talked about, exposure. Like I can't really get mad at any group for having their pre-notions of, of another group. Um, it's all about like if somebody says something to me in my culture and I feel like, yes, what they ask me is offensive, it's my job to educate it, to correct. Um, I can't get mad at somebody who's ignorant. I, you don't know, so I have to educate you. So you don't make that mistake again and you're in another group and you do it again, they may not be as nice as me. They may beat you up, like just being honest. So I just feel like it's our responsibility. If you see something that is being asked of you and it's incorrect if I, of a white person say, why do you wear your hair like this? Or um, at my job, like, oh, I like when you wear your hair straight. Why is that? And, you know, some people get uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, because no, you don't understand braids and all this other stuff. I'm going to tell you why. Just so your white mind, your Indian mind, your Asian mind, why you don't understand why I wear it like this, you understand. So you don't go to somebody else. Yeah. That girl might. Yeah, she, <laughs> she might let you know. That <laughs> so that's for me it would be the solution. It's like, don't be mad. Just educate. And I, I can dig it. Ty, how you feel, man? I mean, I go with what I first said. If we can control the means of production, it will eliminate a lot of things against us. And I, I, I have to, that's what I have to really say, like, we don't control nothing. We so don't. We have to take everybody else's punches and either punch back or just accept it because we don't control anything. I, I think we yeah. minimize ourselves. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think we I think we diminish who we really are. You'd be I, surprised how many black engineers are out there. Okay? Yeah. We have yeah. a lot of engineers out there, but They've been educated, trained, programmed, and conditioned to work for big companies and corporations instead of helping build a community. Start so you don't see those type of men or women in the community building a community using today's engineering technologies. Same thing with the IT people. You don't really see them in the community building IT shops for the kids. They're usually working for big corporations keeping the big corporations afloat. Yeah. So again, if we can take those type of people and refocus their attention and direction towards the community and the people, I, we can probably eliminate half of what we call racism right now. Probably most of it. That's so true. Because probably those 10, corporations you know? that, that you're talking about, Todd, that hires us, yeah. maybe making up millions just say we separated ourselves and took our brains and made our own firms and made our own lane. Exactly. Oh my gosh. We yeah. are, like we always say, we are the blueprint. We just yeah. got to be strong enough to create those spaces for ourselves. True. And again, these corporations, they use what the Chinese use. It's called the art of war. 
So believe they they know they know who the intelligent black people are. They know who the genius are. If they watching them from elementary on up to high school into college, they're keeping track of these people. And then as soon as they're ready, they grab them. Come work for my company right here. I'll pay you $100,000 off the top with a bonus, uh, a golden parachute, all that stuff. And you work for my company. They know the geniuses and they're going after those geniuses. We don't get the geniuses. You know what you happens? Know what I was going to say, you know what happens too, Ty? You know, you know what you know what those people do. This this is this is why this is racist. What what do people do who, who get those kind of jobs? What do they do? They move. Yeah, I about to say yeah, they move. Yeah, they, yeah, they move. Do. They don't move. They don't come live around their own people neighborhoods. What do they do? They move in the cul-de-sacs, right? Right. And and what one of the, and just the action and behavior itself. It says, I don't want to be around black people. <laughs> why? But why? Why is that? Why do they do that though? Like why? Why you don't want to be around black people? Ty, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Ty, just like Lucy said, yeah, I, I, I believe in quality. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a quality of living, quality of life, quality of living. Okay. Like, cause you know, if you hang around, if you live around a bunch of <laughs> Go ahead, say it. If you live around a bunch of niggas, <laughs> like you already know, <laughs> you already yeah, know. Yo. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy says, "Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future." Right? Yes, that is exactly the truth. Yeah. They, they, they say you're only as good as the five people you have around you, and if you're not surrounding yourself with a group of people from different different backgrounds. You are limiting your future, you, you know, and I and that's not to be like you know, because a lot of times people be like you know, we, you you downgrading black people. Why you why you degrading black people? What's wrong with that? Like, no, bro. Like, you have to expand. You have to because that's the first thing we do when we grew up. If we grew up in our neighborhoods, the first thing we do is get some money and do what? Move. Yeah. <laughs> we out. Mm-hmm. Peace. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the first thing we do, and and you know, and then. And then what happens is they have you might have some black kids or something or some mixed kids when you move away and they go to these these predominantly white schools and then your kids end up being discriminated against. Your kids end up being being you know exposed to racism because of who and where they are. You know what I mean? And that's I think that's the biggest thing about it. We don't want to separate we we don't want to separate who we are. We want to just make sure that we hold on to our our chains and our whips, and that's what's most important. That we we celebrate our oppression instead of looking forward to our victories in the future. And I think that's the that's the biggest thing. So if you're gonna ask your, if you ask yourself, you know, black people racist? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. That's racist too. Chains and whips. Where. Now, now we rock chains and we push whips, right? Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. Chains and whips. Chains and whips. And I mean, all, all them, all them boys walk around with the ice and the jewels, the chains. They dripping. They oh, they dripping. They they getting they dripping it. <laughs> and you know, back in the day, them. them why whips, is it only us that do that though? Y'all, we. I mean, you have some. No. That we have other groups Ty. that they want to join our culture, Ty, our hip hop culture. So they'll try to do it. That's not but culture, with us, though, we just feel like that's not culture. 
That's not well, culture. There's nothing cultural about wearing a chain. You're, you're right. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's no culture in that. There's no. Well, I'm talking about the hip hop. The hip hop culture. There's no the, like even in the hip hop culture. There's no culture in that. That's just people yeah. defining that. That's the culture. Lucy tells me. You know, we do it for the culture. That's not culture. That's just that's just some dude buying a chain mm-hmm. or driving flashy. a fancy. Right, flashy. That's all that is. That's not culture. You know, our culture is so much deeper than just chains and cars. Like what? Mm-hmm. And, and and you know, thick ass women in the passenger seat. That it's it is our culture is so different. It's not and when I see it, I'll be like, yo, stop saying that. Do it for the culture. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You being racist too. Do it for the culture. <laughs> your culture. Your culture ain't like that. That, that ain't the way your culture exists. Yeah. Bro, you don't wake up people the majority of people with black people that look like you don't wake up in the morning and throw their chain on. They don't. They don't. And if they had a lot of money, and you always talk about white people, if they had a lot of money, you wouldn't know about it. That would be the point of it. Don't yeah. be a target. But we yeah. we like to we like to make ourselves targets. We like to we like to grab attention and then get upset when the attention comes to us. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Why why you got robbed, bro? Why they rob you? I was wearing my chain. Gucci, Louis Vuitton, right. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? I was I was wearing I was wearing all my stuff. You know, they was hating. They was hating. No nigga, they wanted to eat. Didn't the pastor get robbed recently or whatever? No, oh, yo, 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 <laughs> listen. So hey, before we end it, I got I gotta tell this, this story crazy. So I'm reading this story. This pastor on a Sunday giving his sermon, iced out, jeweled out. His wife, iced out, jeweled out. Some brothers run up to the church during his sermon, put guns on him and his wife. And take close to a million dollars in jewelry in I the middle the of fraud. yo. <laughs> Lucy said insurance fraud. I have to agree with you. He was yeah. he next day. You know he on he on TikTok or Instagram talking about you know I, we can't treat our people like this. It's not way like bro. Because why didn't they rob the congregation? <laughs> why would they just rob two people? Yeah. If I'm going to rob, if I'm a thief, I'm taking everybody. I'm, I'm taking collection plates and all the church, the whole church getting run down, right? But apparently, this pastor was very much on social media. Mm-hmm. Red flag. Yep, mm-hmm. iced out, jeweled out, and so was his wife. And this is 2022. People still coming but off. k and jewelry. That's that's really interesting to me too i mean but that was his thing though you know and i mean we got to get into the black churches thing and talk about that at some point because that's that's a whole nother topic black churches there's such a love hate for me with black churches i have a love hate relationship with them i i just oh i despise them not not that i'm not not that i'm i'm anti-christian or anything like that i'm far from that but oh man like the representation of us and what we look like are you kidding me that is that i can't say that I know I can't say that what they do is racist themselves because they play on black people's shortcomings or people of color shortcomings. They play on that for profit. As much as you say churches are nonprofits, they're they're profiteers. They're just selling quote unquote God. That's what they're selling and your religion and your heart and your soul. And they're selling that to you to tell you to bring me money so I can keep this this shenanigan going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Praying on your desperation, like people who have yeah. nothing but hope. So of course they're going to tax you on it because Listen. they know that you're desperate for a blessing all the time. And as Ty would say, people with yeah. no hope are very dangerous. Yeah. As as you can see, them brothers who robbed him, 
had no hope. No hope. And they're very dangerous. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just telling you. Right, that's some bars right there. <laughs> I'm just saying. And you got to laugh. Uh, but, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I'm going to end this podcast. We're going we going forever about this. But to my, to my people who I love dearly, who look like me, who might not talk like me, who might not have the same background as I do. I pray that you are able to expose your mind or what they what they say, open your paradigm to some new experiences and some new things in your life to make you not feel like you have to diminish who you are to get ahead in life. Racism is not a thing that that was that was done by you or the people that are around you. It's built in the policies of this country, it's built in the laws of this country, it's built within the fabric of our society. And I ask you. Just employ yourself to think differently about who you are, who you're talking to, and why everybody has feelings and emotions. You might not, you might not think that you calling a white person a cracker is offensive, but it is. You might not think that calling a, a Asian, a Hispanic person, a spick, you might not think that that's hurtful, but it is. And just because you, your color of your skin doesn't allow you the green light to be racist or to be a bigot or to be somebody that's, that's inconsiderate of other people's feelings. We're all human. We all feel some kind of way. And you never know your experiences may help somebody else down the line. And your experiences may also pay dividends for your future. So I pray that you just find a way to think differently about it. Black people can be racist. Asian people can be racist. Hispanic people can be racist. And we know white people can be racist. That's what we see. That's what the media portrays all the time. White person do something wrong. Oh, they're going to let them have it. They're going to cancel them out of culture. Black person? Nah, they can't be racist. It's all right. And that's not a good way to think about it. So, you know, on that note, I want to thank the team for also always and also giving all their input and their insight and their experience is definitely duly noted. And it's definitely one of the things that you just can't take away. Our experiences make up who we are. Our experiences develop our philosophies. Our experiences really play on who we are emotionally. So I just ask everyone just to think differently about it. You know, don't get mad at Lucy because she asking these questions. Don't get mad at her and try to debate her. Talk to her. Find out why she feels that way. Find out what experiences she had that maybe you didn't that, make her, that makes her think differently than what you do. And you don't downgrade or, or diminish people because they feel like opening their, their, their life is stopping them from being, quote unquote, black. So that's my soliloquy. That's my dialogue. <laughs> that's what I feel about a family. Love each other. We're all human. We're human before we are any color that they give us or any identity that they say we are. We are people, man, women, child, children, whatever. We're people. We got to love each other that way. That's all I got to say. Lucy, what you want to say to the people before we go? I just add on to what you just said. We, at the end of the day, we all bleed the same. So we take it from there. Like, it's nothing we can do different, but literally just be aware of what we're doing to each other. Ty, how you feel, bro? Yeah. Same thing the two of you just mentioned. Yeah, we're all human. Yeah. It's going to be that way. I feel you. I feel you. 
Well, family, on that note, you know, we're going to end the show right here. Remember, you call us with your comments and questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-W-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And family, remember, we're still in a COVID-19 pandemic, even though times like this is just the pandemic. <laughs> And, and, and there are there's, monkey pox. There's, there's monkey pox out there right now. I think polio's coming. <laughs> Lucy got her mask up. Polio's coming back, but they got the anyway, whooping cough vaccination out now. They got it. it it's everything's coming out. But even though you somebody trying to touch me, I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> we we look. We have conversations behind glass doors. I got my box. You got your box. Hey, how are you? <laughs> But even though we're in, we're in this situation, family, it's still out here. Protect yourself. Take care of your family. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Practice social distancing. Also, remember to love your friends and family because you never know when you might get another opportunity. Family, that's going to wrap the show. For Lucy, Brother Ty, Sister T, Jimmy Bond's podcast, Illofi Radio. We out. Peace. Peace. I'm in, a, in the, I'm in the back room, and I can hear the kids and my son's outside, right? So I hear like these firecrackers going off. At first I thought it was gunshots. I'm like, hold on, the kid's outside. So I run downstairs and my son out there throwing these, uh, these young, boom, yeah. pop. Yeah. I'm like, yo, come here for a minute, man, come here. So he come in the house, I'm like, let me see those. He had a box, it's called Super Snaps, right? I did a post on it. They're called Super Snaps. I saw them drinks, yeah. They're similar to those poppers. Right. But on the box, it says explosives. Read the other side for more information. You turn it over, explosives made in China. Now, I'm like, okay, when I was young, I was playing with firecrackers too. My son is 12. He didn't go to no, he didn't go to nobody's house to get these firecrackers. He brought them off the Jack and Jill ice cream truck. He's 11. You see what I'm saying? He's 11. There was an eight-year-old child that did the same thing. Now, these explosives that they sell on them, you don't have to light them. You can just throw them. Boom. And, they, and they, they explode. Now, my thing is, if they throw it down on the ground where there's maybe a gasoline leak from a car or whatever, that oh, yeah. can spark in the night. Yeah. So my thing is, if this is happening where Jack and Jill can sell you a $2 ice cream sandwich and a $5 box of explosives, what are they going to be selling them next? Little handheld BB guns or tasers? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they're... they're making our kids or they're trying to condition our kids to accept these things now so that in years to come it's okay it's, it's okay to have explosives yeah. you know what i mean somebody's going to figure it out a young kid and probably put like two packs of these things together in a bottle with a wet towel some gasoline and throw it they're going to come up with something from this but the yeah. crazy thing is they're selling off a Jack and Jill ice cream truck. And not only that, he drives around and give out samples to little kids. <laughs> samples of what, the ice cream or the firecrackers? Yeah. What the hell? But it's crazy how it's like, you know how you roll somebody in with bait ice cream and then you sneak in the explosives? Yeah. That's crazy. That's, that's, the box that's... clearly says explosives. I'm like, come on, man. I took them for dad. I can't get them back. No, you can't get them back, man. And I'm saying, saying to myself, I used to play with firecrackers too, but wait, you brought this off the ice cream truck, man. Yep. Like, you and uh, an eight year old child brought these. Yep. 
You yep. know what I mean? Yeah, just because out. we did it in the past, don't make it right now. No, it, but it's it's the numbing factor, though. They numb yeah. you down or dumb you down to yeah. accept the things that are that are fucked up, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Like, they like, what was we talking about, Ty? We were talking about like, we just we just the things that are in our environments. We go to stores and we see them, and we yeah. just we see them and we're just like, okay, well that's you know whatever. But is that right to be in a store? Is it right to, for them to sell these explosives off of uh, ice cream truck? No, they sell the kids. Right, or sell to kids for the matter. I mean, you should have you should have to have an adult for something like to be able to purchase something like that. You should you should have to have an adult. True. You know, if you can't go see a rated R movie, you shouldn't be able to buy firecrackers off the ice cream truck. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just play it simple. If you can't yeah. drive. If you if you're not old enough to drive, you shouldn't be old enough to buy explosive off the fire off the ice cream truck. It's just, that, that's plain and simple. You know what I'm saying? I, I think the thing that got to me was he brought it off the ice cream truck, and then to find out that the ice cream truck man drives around giving out samples of these to little kids, so they can sell. I think it. that's what really got to me the most. You know what so I mean? They can sell them. Uh, that's that's just like drug dealers. What do drug dealers do? They want to test out a new product. They go to the people testing, that do the drugs. Testing. Yeah. testing, you know what I'm saying? And that's what they do. They test it out, see what it's going to be. And so I guess the kids are the guinea pigs to see if they're going to be a hit. Yeah. You know, they might not be selling ice cream like they used to because people ain't coming out their house like that. So they got to do something else. <laughs> 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 Shit, you can, you can go to the grocery store. You want some ice cream? Like my kids in the ice cream truck all the time. Here, all the time. I'm not getting, no, we're not going to the ice cream truck when you can get a whole tub of ice cream for the same price that you're going to get at the damn ice cream. Truck. Like, no, they're going to charge me $10 for two ice cream bars. I can get three tubs of ice cream for $10. Like, come on now, cut it out. You know what, Tom, when you said that about the firecrackers, you said I thought it was gunshots. That's so funny because every time I hear firecrackers, I'm like, oh, they shooting. That's so crazy. It's so normalized. Like, it's like, <laughs> she said, "Oh, they shooting like <laughs> not like what oh my god, they shoot." Oh, they shooting. Oh no, that's not <laughs> <laughs> yo, that is that is the worst thing. That is what we think. Like that. That's when I used to live in Southwest. I, they shoot. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, yeah. I remember they shot at my copy store in Southwest, and I'm like, "Oh, they just shoot." My friend was there, like, like that's not normal. And to me, it was normal because you heard it all the time. I couldn't tell between firecrackers or shooting. I said it's one of the two. <laughs> And in Southwest, you never know. They always got fireworks going. Yeah. So you don't know whether they shoot all year it, round. Now. All, they, all year round. It don't stop. Crazy. They put fireworks mm-hmm. up for, for nothing. Like it's just like what's regular just day. Just because. Just because it's just Tuesday. Because. Fireworks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, mean, I just wanted to mention that because it, it bothered me the fact that they was able to get it from an ice cream truck and an eight-year-old brought one too. You know what I mean? That is just bothered me. I mean, but and there's so much stuff out there that they, they sell that they sell for kids. But obviously they're not for kids. They're yeah. not explosives or fireworks or firecrackers are not for kids at all. You know what I mean? Like so. I said, it's it's the it's the super snaps today. It's gonna be something else next week. It is. I mean, it is. It's coming. I know it is. It's it's coming, bro. It's coming. That's why we gotta be we gotta be due diligent and and observe what our kids are doing. You know what I mean? That's why he was like, Dad, Dad, I can't even get him back, Dad. I can't get him back. No, like, no, man. Get out of here right now, man. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got a rap for you. I'm done with you, son. Go ahead, son. Go ahead. Go, go, go play, go play the game or something. Go, yeah. go chill out inside, right? <laughs> but definitely, y'all. Uh, no, it's all good, man. It's definitely all good. How y'all feel like tonight went? 
I think it was good. I feel like it just went in its own course and it just flowed organically, honestly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, sometimes you can put structure. I want to structure this out. And it's like, no, nah, you don't need to structure this. This is just a conversation. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I always want to get your opinion, like, you know, how you feeling about it and all that kind of stuff. Because I just think your input's important all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I'm going to let y'all go. Look, it's, it's 1014. I don't know how long the podcast is, but it's I know it's late, right? <laughs> I know Lucy, Lucy got to get to work. I gotta get to work in the morning. Yeah, I gotta go flip them pancakes, man. I know, man. I know that's what that's what they do, bro. You get off early tomorrow? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> know I get off early on Thursdays now, man. Everybody know. Oh, it must be Thursday. Ty ain't here right now. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> and Ty, we gotta do Lucy. Go put this bug in your ear. Maybe you maybe you can think about it. We gotta do um a cooking with Chef Ty. Yeah. Oh, episode that'd be super dope. It's not even an episode, it's something we want to kind of start producing because Ty mm-hmm. is a phenomenal chef. I mean, cook, I'm not gonna say chef, but he's phenomenal in the kitchen, right? And you know, just based on the reviews he even gets at the place he works, he need to be doing it like for himself, some mm-hmm. kind of way, you know what I mean? So, to kind of jumpstart it, and he already, already does catering, that's why you always hear me say major flavor catering. He's that's all he's doing the catering jobs. So I, I kind of want us to make it a like a, a team thing. You know what I mean? Where we get our people together, we go out to the studio, you know, we have a little little, you know, Ty said he make like a three course, three course meal, four course meal, maybe. You oh, know a time showdown. You know what I mean? Just yeah. just just to be able to go go out there and just we we can even get dressed up, just make a big deal about it and just have a good time, you know, film Ty while he's cooking. We having a conversation at the same time at the table, whatever, you know. Oh, that's dope. And, and just rocking out. So, I mean, I'm putting that in the air because I think you got to put it out in existence first and then, yeah. and then make that joint manifest, you know? Mm-hmm. So. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah Lucy, look, look forward to that, Luce. Look forward to that. Down in my booth. I know. I know. I feel you. But I'm going to let y'all go because I know everybody got to get it going. I talk All to right, y'all soon. Much love, much love. Lucy, I'll right. tell you, I'll, I'll probably call both of y'all tomorrow or something like that. All right. All right. Take care, y'all. All right, All right talk to y'all soon. All right, Bye now. now. Yeah. All righty.